This is the CMO of GAIA-X, Vasilia Orfano. This is our newest podcast series. GAIA-X is a newly aspiring, rising European association. And together with you, we can develop a new concept of data infrastructure ecosystem based on the values of openness, transparency, sovereignty, and interoperability. Join us today at GAIA-X and be part of this technological ecosystem. This is the GAIA-X podcast series with CMO Vasily Orfano. Today, we have two special guests with us, Jelle Hudemarkes and Peter Kramer. Jelle from Agoria, the Belgium hub, and Peter Kramer from Architect, representing the German hub. Good day, gentlemen. How are you? We're fantastic today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Vasilia. Glad, glad to be here. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I think it's a quite an important step that we have the chance to um, introduce the latest podcast series on our hubs. It's extremely important also to um, help our audiences understand what is the purpose of the hubs? Why do they exist? Uh, what it would happen if they didn't exist? Why? What is the importance behind the hubs? So let's start with a couple of key points. So on your take, on from your perspective, the approach that you see it from the professional environment that you work with, because you also have a daily job, <laughs> you also represent your hubs, which is the main key problem or problems that made the GAIA-X hubs landscape necessary, not just for GAIA-X, but irrespectively of GAIA-X as well? Well, I think it, it's worthwhile to take a trip down memory lane here to explain a little bit of why we came up with the idea of the hubs. When we um, first came up with the idea of Gaia-X, it was clear that we needed some sort of organization that is a, a grail keeper of sorts of Gaia-X, someone that says, this is Gaia-X and this is not Gaia-X. Um, the question then arises, who takes care of the communication of what Gaia access into different landscapes, into different communities, into different countries. And we figured out that, well, you need someone who's local to that. You cannot do this centrally from Brussels or from wherever you wanted to set up the Gaia X association at that point. Um, so the first idea for a Gaia X hub was to be a main communicator of Gaia X into these countries where the, 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 um, the the person that would speak about GAIA-X and who would, in a way, sell the idea of GAIA-X is, um, first of all, fluent in the language that the country is speaking, because that does play a, uh, an important role in making GAIA-X understood. And who's also a little bit easier to approach, because, well, you have... Um, a, a clearer path to, um, to to get in touch with because you know the the culture you know uh, the uh, inv the environment that you're active in in terms of industry and in terms of politics in terms of um, well a, a general culture so it's easier f um, I always say this it's easier for a for a manufacturer of baking machines from um, from Lower Bavaria to call me in 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 Munich than it is for someone. Um, from there to to reach out to their phones and call someone in Brussels. So this is was the initial idea of why we needed some sort of local attachment of GAIA-X um, to the communities that will eventually use it. 
So yeah, indeed, Peter. How I see it is that Gaia-X is a huge effort at the European level uh, to create a new uh, data infrastructure. But what we see at the local level is that there are a lot of different things already happening, uh, like different projects. We have different structures, different situations at the political level or uh, with, with industry. And we can't expect Gaia-X to reach all of that, um, of, of the stakeholders uh, that, that we have. So how I actually see it is that as a hub, we are sort of a mirror uh, between the Gaia-X association and our local ecosystem. So we can inform them um, of what is happening at the European level within the association, but also mirror back and form different things, different projects towards the association. And I think what's also very important to keep in mind that Gaia-X is sort of a moving target. So it's constantly evolving and we will have to figure out a way of how to enable these local ecosystems to actually use Gaia-X to produce value, to generate um, value in a monetary sense, but also in a, in a value added to a society kind of sense. And these kinds of discussions are on a, on a very basic level better suited to be discussed on a national level where you have a common legal framework, where you have, um, well, again, a common language and where you have a common um, community that you're, that you're based in and that enables closer cooperation. Of course, the, in, in the end, the idea and, and the, the goal has to be to enable European cooperation. But I think this has to go through a funnel of sorts where you first filter out what are the basic necessities to be able to work in a national ecosystem before you can, um, before you can um, move this into European context. And I think this is really where the hubs are going to be shining in the future it's where you enable discussion and uh, alignment on a national level before you move into a, a European role. Of course, um, we've been trying to do this for a while now, but I think this is going to be even more important in the future. And you, you've been discussing about European cooperation and obviously the need for the national priorities to be um, prioritized. However, if we were to discuss the main purpose of the hub ecosystem before getting to the European cooperation, we have to deal with some other elements that are now need to be prioritized. And at the same time, this purpose has to be aligned with the overall added value that the hub ecosystem can bring. Can we simply shape a little bit the current status and the future steps around the hub ecosystem? How I see it is that the, the hub ecosystem in the first step is a very good place to find alignment between different stakeholders. Eh? Meaning, let's say first, if we talk about about uh, cloud, uh, there are some people who are convinced that public cloud is all the way to go, uh, or maybe some are still fully convinced that uh, everything needs to be stored on on premise. Maybe similar towards data, uh, there are some organizations who are already convinced that data sharing uh, um, is the the way uh, we can innovate in the future. But others are still trying to let's say grab as much data uh, as they can and monopolize it. And for us, Gaia-X really offers a vision and a framework in the first sense where people who share the same vision as Gaia-X can come together, get to know each other. And then, of course, the goal is to start working on projects. But what I see is that first, um, it, 
people need to align a bit eh, on their vision. Eh? And if they share this common vision, then they can start to work on um, executing different projects um, in the data economy. And I think a crucial point that often gets overlooked is, is actually trust. Trust, of course, is something that GAIAX will enable in a digital and in a connected infrastructure. But in order to, to get on board with it, you have to trust in the communities that are currently developing it and that are um, going to be involved in it. So seeing that you have the community that you know involved in it, um, I think it makes it easier for everyone to, to believe and to understand the necessity for GAIAX. Um, and that not only includes GAIAX as, a, as, a, as an umbrella technology, but also as an enabler for general digitization, for cloud adoption, and so on. We've, um, we've seen last year in a, in a survey done by, uh, by the BDI that only, uh, which is the German Association for the Industry, which only, that only 30% of German SMEs are currently using cloud services. And that is something that will eventually can be boiled down to, to a trust issue. Do I deem the current providers of such services trustworthy or not? And of course, this is something that GAIAX will rectify and we will, GAIAX will provide trust anchors. Um, but understanding and, and trusting the communities that you yourself associate with um, in such associations such as the BDI, but also in others, that they are involved in it makes it a lot easier to, uh, to make the leap of faith that um, moving to a new technology means um, for most of these smaller and medium enterprises. Okay, uh, the trust issue, uh, the way I see it, um, it has two components. One component is related to, dis to dis decentralization that we are trying to create. On another point uh, is the transparency. At the same time, we need to go beyond the concept at this time. And we need to create the necessary user cases. We need to align with existing projects. We even need to structure an approach between the different hubs, because I understand that the national priorities per country sometimes get in the middle. So how would we be able to help the hub ecosystem moving from the current stage to incubate the delivery of user cases, not just in one sector, but also in other sectors. Because obviously when we have some best practice examples in one sector or in one country, the outcome, what we intend to do is replicate that best example in other countries. But something holds us back at this time. Is this the trust or the fact that we have not yet achieved um, this, let's say, transparency to the level that we that we we would have wanted, or is it the 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 the, the fact that yet the hub ecosystem is rather young and fresh? Well, I think in order to develop trust, you need transparency. Um, and in order to get transparency, you need awareness of what's going on around you. Um, in the same vein, I've always said we are not Kevin Costner's. This is not Field of Dreams. We cannot simply build this <laughs> and they will come. We will have to make sure that we 
build on the shoulders of the giants that came before us. And that might be publicly funded projects, that might be private, driv privately driven initiatives. We need to make sure that we use what's available out there and and use it to um, to um, to leverage the uh, the expertise and knowledge and experience that all of these uh, different actors already have gained. And this again is something that we have to make sure gets filtered through the hubs because these are uh, ideally the organizations that are closely in touch with the local ecosystems. And I think we've, we've been doing a pretty good job of it. We are currently in the process of setting up um, a, a clearer um, procedure of how to make to, to create awareness about uh, activities and data space initiatives going on in the in the local uh, hubs and in the in in the countries then, and I think this is going to be um, a, a milestone event of sorts that we can hopefully present at the GAIAX summit this year, um, where we can show what is happening and how GAIAX is actually enabling these um, these different initiatives and projects. If I can add a bit, our uh, approach in Belgium is that what we're currently doing or, or have done in the past is looking towards what are the current existing projects which already, let's say, build towards a data space. Because you can think of a data space as a fairly new concept at the European level. But we've seen in the past already a lot of different projects which have been uh, set up or executed, which focus on uh, bringing together data in a trusted way to enable different use cases and innovations. So from our point of view, rather than just starting from scratch, we feel it's important to make the link between these existing projects and Gaia-X so that um, at a technological level, uh, we can assure that they are aligned. Why do we do this? Because we see a sort of... Uh, potential to scale these projects, meaning we have um, a very interesting project on uh, on a mobility data space called Mobilidata, uh, which is uh, happening in Flanders. And we think that through Gaia-X, uh, we could enable certain use cases which are being developed there to scale to the European market. So there is also a lot of opportunity there uh, with which we can motivate different stakeholders to participate to this uh, European data ecosystem. I can only um, reiterate what uh, what Yella has just said. Um, I think what we need to get a, a grips on is the um, best practice abstraction of um, of data spaces and the communication of lessons learned through these data space activities. Um, a lot of in, in in the in the mid to long run, it doesn't really matter anymore whether you're GAIAX uh, a GAIAX lighthouse or not, because hopefully the GAIAX Principles have um, have solidified their position in the market and will be taken as a as a normalized uh, standard of sorts. Um, so th the idea then is how do we actually derive uh, value out of out of um, a data space, and that is something that is still unclear in a lot of sectors. And we need to gain and give more insight into what is happening in these different data space activities. How do you shape a business model or um, any sort of uh, data proliferation model through Gaia, uh, through GAIAX, through a data economy. And these are going to be the most crucial things that we'll have to figure out in the long run. How do we actually make money of, of uh, data applications? Um, and we in, in Germany here, we have a couple of very interesting use cases, which you probably all know. The most uh, popular and famous ones at the moment are probably Catena X and the mobility data space. 
um, both of which are um, very advanced when it comes to setting up a data space. And we are uh, continuing to show what it is they are doing and have done, what decisions they've made uh, in a technological, in a, in a legal, but also in a, in a business framework to make companies and actors understand what it is that others have failed at in order to avoid these mistakes. Um, it's, it's a bumpy road if you hit all of the pot roads, uh, potholes that others before you have already hit. Uh, so you mentioned a couple of use cases. Can we uh, communicate a couple of uh, use cases that could we could could be characterized as a direct delivery of the hubs, aside from Katina and a mobility data space? As as Yella has so um, so eloquently put before, we are currently in the process of identifying projects that are already there. Um, and um, converting them to the gospel of Guy X. So it's it's really hard to draw a line which is a project that has directly derived from a hub activity and what is something that has developed um, without attachment. Um, and and frankly, personally, I don't think it matters at all no. where a no, project no. comes from, if it comes from a Guy X hub activity or not, because in the end is does it bring value to society, to economy, to industry? And um, we we need to make sure that whatever GAIAX is going to end up as brings this kind of value and makes um, makes the road from from ideation phase to implementation phase a lot easier and a lot faster and a lot more interoperable because this is what it's going to come down to. It doesn't really it's, there's not much use in making uh, developing a better data silo. You need to make sure that you can move from one sector to another. And this is something that GAIAX will bring a lot of value to. Yeah, I can't say that we have any direct use cases, uh, which are currently a result of, of the hub. Uh, but rather, um, what we're doing now is, say, preparing the field a bit. Right? Because from the side of the GAIAX Association or, or from the um, yeah, the other people developing things, there are still some missing components, like, for example, the federation services, um, the, the labeling scheme, the, the trust framework. So we're eagerly awaiting the, the launch of those. And I think when we have those components available, uh, uh, that together with some best practices that we, we learn from the lighthouses, I think that will be the very uh, interesting time. Uh, and then we'll see a lot of uh, different projects pop up within the hubs. That's right. There's a, there's a very active pipeline of projects that are just waiting for key components of GAIAX to be delivered so that they can start implementing and, and testing and prototyping in order to figure out how do I actually use this? And um, well, this is what we're providing a platform for in the GAIAX hubs. We're not wasting time in, in the meantime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, it's very interesting as mentioned that the GAIAX vision is, is out there already. And with this vision, it's very um, easy to align different different partners eh, who are um, interested in, in doing things in the future. So in that sense, eh, we're bringing together already stakeholders, thinking about what we can do in the future and want to do. So when these components are ready, we can we can jump. Wonderful. Now, I, I, I would like us to take this to the main sectors that you feel um, we should be investing from a national perspective, but also globally. Uh, we've seen best practices in the health area, 
possibly in the manufacturing, the automotive mobility, as you mentioned. However, in order to go somewhere, we need to scale specific sectors. Um, and there may be some critics even say that uh, we are uh, spreading ourselves too thin on two different sectors and trying to scale all at the same time or trying to do to 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 bring about the technical components all at the same time so what is your opinion in this direction if you were to advise if you were to take yourselves out of the hub ecosystem and you you were simply uh working for the companies that you're currently working and you you took a uh, let's say a more critical stance which would be the sectors that you felt that we could go somewhere? And at the same time, which would be the call to action that you could, or the advice that you could give to the Gaia X Association? Because it's extremely important because we are, you're, you're also part of the community and of the greater community that we equally see what things we may be doing wrong and which are the things that we may be doing right and move in a direction that, simply supports each other and promotes what we do rather than hindering them? I think it's a, that's a very tricky question to answer, to be quite honest. But um, what we need to make sure is enable others who have an idea to come to the forefront of the developments of all these different data space initiatives. The GAIAX Association and the GAIAX Hubs too will not be able to do this themselves. We need the communities involved, the relevant actors and stakeholders in these uh, vertical ecosystems to come up with ideas on how to use GAIAX to create value. And what these might be, which, which vertical ecosystems that is heavily dependent on, on the countries that we talk about, they are probably very different from Germany to Belgium, and they are different from Spain to Romania, and from Finland to Italy. Um, they are also politically driven, of course. They are driven by commercial and industrial um, interests and realities in the countries. Um, so it would be a very um, <laughs> personal uh, assessment that I would have to give here. But for Germany, of course, we love our manufacturing, so this is a priority for us. Um, we love our cars, so mobility and um, everything that pertains to it is incredibly important for us. Um, health is, of course, one of the most regulated fields um, in terms of data usage, and we do see that there's a lot um, to be gained in terms of, um, of value added through GAIAX and uh, trustworthy data sharing. And we feel that the finance industry can profit uh, ter uh, terrifically from GAIAX and the uh, values it brings with it. So these would be the most important um, um, verticals. From my personal opinion, um, this is probably not going to be uh, backed by the ministry that funds us, uh, but I think it's uh, it's uh, it's a fair assessment. Yeah, indeed, I, I support that it will be different in all the countries. And maybe to answer the question of, of what Gaia-X should, should focus on, my point of view is not uh, to try to do everything at once, but rather I think now is the time to really focus on the, the Lighthouse projects. Uh, what I maybe would like to see in the future is that um, every country should have maybe one lighthouse, because that is really um, yeah, a lighthouse. It shows Gaia X, um, it spreads the word, it works on the implementation, and this will inspire other sectors. 
Um, what we've done in the past in Belgium is take a good look towards what are, let's say, mature ecosystems. Where do we have um, a lot of um, projects already which work on data sharing, which share the vision of Gaia-X? Um, and there what popped up immediately was, as mentioned, mobility, but also agriculture. Um, we've had a very, let's say, mature group uh, of uh, organizations who want to work on that. And smart cities as well. Um, recently, the, the region of Flanders has done a lot of activities in this area, which very closely aligned to, to the vision of Gaia-X. So our focus is really to enable first these existing vertical ecosystems uh, at the European level and hope that uh, in, uh, they will then again enable other different data ecosystems uh, to also um, make the same move. Okay, so in terms of the next steps, we, we discussed the importance of alignments between the hubs. We also discussed the importance of trust and transparency in continue doing what we're doing. We also discussed the importance of uh, concluding certain elements, um, the trust framework, the architecture, possibly the labeling criteria, to move forward with, to move forward with the translation, let's put it this way, of the main key components whereby the hubs will be able to take this up and equally translate this to services or even uh, take the current offerings that exist and take them a little bit further on the basis of the GAIX framework, where now, if we could, could take it from, from here, and given that the summit is approaching on, in November, which should be the next steps that you foresee for the growth of the hub ecosystem, which, in other words, could also and interdependently grow the GAIX framework? I think if we look towards the hub ecosystem, we can say we're still a bit in startup mode. Eh? We have um, over the last year, a lot of new hubs which have been uh, founded and set up. Um, and what we see is that a lot of these hubs are different. There are different structures, different companies behind it, different funding mechanisms. And from our point of view, what we want to focus on now is, let's say, more uh, European alignment between the hubs, because the first focus of the hubs has been uh, really towards the local ecosystem. But if we want to create value uh, at the European level, I think it's crucial that we set up a closer collaboration and start up real uh, European data sharing projects. So for, for me, this would be the focus, uh, really um, enable the, the different hub ecosystem that we have to set up cross-border data sharing projects. Absolutely. I can only um, support what, what you've just said. Um, we've begun with a, with a more inward facing um, introspection of sorts, and we now have to move, to move towards uh, more collaboration, closer alignment, and um, frankly, um, a better information flow between the, the GAIA-X hubs and, of course, the GAIA-X association as the, um, the, the key enabler and, and lever that we can use in order to bring all these different lighthouse projects uh, forward and develop them into projects that bring value not to one single market, but to um, a unified European market and a global market in the long run. So this is really where we are currently focusing on. Um, we will... I think be, be uh, presenting um, further, more stable structures for the GAIA-X Summit in, um, in, in, the, in the third, uh, fourth quarter of this year. 
Um, and we will continue to, to grow this ecosystem. It's important that we work together on this. Um, GAIAX will only ever be as good as the people and companies involved in it. And um, that means the more the merrier. And more hubs means more people that can use GAIAX and bring input and their experience and expertise into what GAIAX will be in the future. Yeah, and it's not an easy task. I think we've experienced in the past year um, with over 20 hubs, uh, aligning everyone and, and bringing everyone together is rather difficult. Uh, um, so we really need to think about what is the best approach for setting up the, these collaborations. And do we do it one-on-one -on -one between two countries? Do we set up, let's say, a regional task forces? We've recently seen that, uh, for example, the Eastern European hubs have gathered uh, to, uh, to have discussions on this. So yeah, I'm very interested to see how we move forward, but it will be uh, a challenge. Indeed, it's a dynamic and agile environment, and we are making the best of it. Um, we do believe that it's necessary to, um, to bring this GAIAX hubs community to life really and fully synchronized and um, then we will bring a great guy um, to the market and to the people wonderful and if you were to give um, a final advice let's say to the hubs as to how they would need to proceed from this point on because obviously they would equally need some sort of structure or some sort of advice, because not all hubs were created or launched at the same time. Which would this be? Let's put like three main advices um, to help them proceed with their next steps, let's say. I think the most important point, again, is creating transparency and awareness of what GAIAX actually is in the communities that you're catering to. Um, that has proven very successful for us and I think for others too, is to identify who is the main profiteer of GAIAX in the short run. Um, and I don't mean that as in who's going to make the most money in the short run, but who is going to be able to develop the best um, applications of GAIAX in the short run. And this is the first thing that you should do. Understand what it is that GAIAX is is going to be for your communities and present it to them in a way that they can understand it. I would say focus on the low hanging fruit because of course you can try to set up a big new project with 30 different parties to share data together, but that's a huge effort. So my suggestion would be focus on existing initiatives who are already on the market or currently develop, developing and try to align them with GAIA-X. So in that sense, uh, with the sort of, let's say, more more small effort, uh, um, we can really enable these projects at the European level. And I think the third point then would be naturally to uh, keep everyone else informed about what it is they're, you're doing. Um, as, as we've mentioned, we are in, working on a process that allows for this transparency and um, alignment between different projects that are basically uh, striving for the same goal, which is to create be um, a data space for a vertical ecosystem and beyond. Um, the Belgians are working on a mobility data space. We are working on one and we need to make sure that these are interoperable because obviously um, goods and people don't, don't stop at borders and data won't either. So this, I think, are going to be the three most important points that we'll have to get um, get adopted 
all over the help landscape. Thank you very much, gentlemen. This was another session with um, on, on the GAIA-X uh, podcast series. We had today with us um, Jelle Hudemeikers and Peter Kramer, um, Agatek and Aboria, respectively, the Belgium and German hubs. And this is also an introductory hub podcast episode that will equally begin a series of different podcasts from the other hubs and hopefully uh, we will be able to speak again with these uh, two wonderful gentlemen that took the time and availed themselves today for this episode thank you again Jelle, Peter thanks a lot and see you next time thank you for having us and talk to you soon